previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Grew up diehard sports fans of all Washington teams. And growing up, you know, I was 13 in 1969. So the Senators had got Ted Williams as their manager. Yep. And the Redskins got Vince Lombardi as their coach. Can you possibly live any better than that? Two years later, the Senators moved away and Lombardi was dead. to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. I think it's finally happened. (laughs) All right. Well, I won't go that far. I won't say we're at TK status. (laughs) I hold in my hand like a packet, a packet, over 12 pages. It's like the size of the summer packets we used to get in school (laughs) to keep up our knowledge. But this packet is all emails, notes, yeah. things like that. This is great. It's unbelievable. So exciting. Littles. The feedback is just Stellar. unbelievable. That's all I can say. Uh, but sadly, it might get to the point now we where have to pick and choose. we have to pick and choose. Yeah. So you might have to step it up in your email game, I guess, is what we're trying to say. So anyway, let's get right to it, Roxy, because we've got so much to get into. All right. All right. Well, let's start here. What's the uh, current email count, Roxy? Ooh. Who's we, our winner this week, Roxy? We do not have a winner this week. Oh, really? Week. And no, it's not zero. That would be Greg Garcia. Yeah. It's 306. 306. Oh. Don't worry. I do scroll through them to make sure I'm not missing anything important. Okay. But then I just don't delete as I well, that's, do that. That was going to come up a little bit, but okay. <laughs> would you say 306? 306. I'm writing that down. So who's going to be lucky number 306 I mean, eventually? Maybe we'll have to remember who that is randomly and then send them a prize <laughs> later. I don't know. We did say we were going to do that every time. I was just curious because yeah. we got a ton of feedback. On Uh-oh. It. Okay. Scott Moffat, episode 77. Hi. Current unread email count, 116. My girlfriend used to give me a hard time about it, so I got rid of the unread email badge. Now mm-hmm. everyone is happy. Now, what? I didn't know that's a thing. Apparently, you can get rid of that notification. But then what if you miss something? Well, because it's... Hello? The o- Wait, what if I miss something? <laughs> you have 307 in there and you say, oh, I scroll through them? Yeah, most of it's junk. Do you know what the... Okay, granted, but do you know what the odds are of you missing something? High. I have not High had up a there. missed email yet. Okay. Knock on wood. Okay. Then we heard from Eric Londrigan, episode four. 158 for me. Oh. Like Roxy, I know it's mostly junk I need to sort through or just, <laughs> quote, mark as red and never look at. Mm-hmm. At our game Saturday night, all our phones were on the table and my friend leaned over and flipped my iPhone over and then said, I can't look at that. <laughs> Too many red bubbles. <laughs> the, <laughs> the biggest number is 548 for YouTube. I suppose it's my fault for not turning those notifications oh. off. Because I'll never watch every video from every subscription. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Mm-hmm. David Clary. Who? How, now, have we not interviewed him? I don't think so. Okay, I guess not. I looked up. The, there's no episode number. So no. episode TBD. Why does that name sound so familiar? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could have sworn we interviewed him. Anyway, 3,921 <gasps> unread emails. Now, Wait, Roxy. I'm not alone. Now, Roxy. This is amazing. For the, for the listeners. Best day ever. I specifically did not show, because I know there's some people waiting, okay, in the wings here. <laughs> I specifically did not show Roxy these emails. No, okay? he didn't. Then we heard from Christopher Campbell, episode TBD. Chuck and Roxy, 
1,463 <gasps> emails. Now, this is my bad. I meant to go in order. My two primary personal accounts don't include two work accounts, but this is nothing compared to when I worked at UMD and got like 200 to 250 emails a day. Wow, yeah. Oh, and 125 text messages. <laughs> Don Hammock, episode 68. He just says, eat your hearts out. 10,141 <gasps> unread emails. OMG. Okay, now if you're waiting for a prize, I'm definitely not guaranteeing we're ever getting up to 10,141 unread emails. Well, I don't think I will ever have the space for that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Then we heard from Robbie Hayes, episode 234. This is a longer email. We're going to do all emails. This, yeah. this is an all email segment, yeah. I think. Okay. Hey, Roxy. It's 234 here in your defense. <laughs> Please see below the attached screenshot of my phone for News Channel 12. Ooh. If 158-ish unread emails gets Chuck upset, how about my blank unread emails? I'm leaving it blank for now. Ooh, I hope it doesn't guess. give you a heart attack because at your age, <laughs> give Roxy a little slack. In order for me to defend myself, that will have to be a discreet five mediocre minutes. <laughs> Just saying it's a snowball effect. Mm. On another topic, a drinking game that I think I have created... I think I have done some research online and can't find this. I am calling it the Inspired by Kirk Cousins. You like that game. How it works is this. If you are listening to anyone talk about anything on the radio, a conversation, in a meeting, or at a grocery store, or the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Roxy, etc., if anyone says stuff like that or things like that, oh. you have to drink. <gasps> That's now, fun. before you think I'm drinking all day, I will say I am but not booze. It all depends on where you are in the time of day, et cetera. Wait, but that's really fun. It's either water or caffeine-free Diet Coke yep. or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to hydrate before a hike <laughs> or a round of golf. Long story short, and I don't want you amazing humans to try to change how you banter. This is just letting you and all the other littles know about the game I play. It's not something that I think you should be self-conscious about, but maybe some littles can find a new game to play with it. Just for the record, on my unofficial count, an average episode contains at least 20 instances <gasps> of like that. From us? That is between Chuck, Roxy, Third Wheel, and The Little. Whoa. That's all I got. Going to boil some eggs. La Cheeserie. Robbie Hayes, episode 234. I love this idea. Okay. Well, we have to get love back to idea. the blank. Yeah. Oh, right. What's the number? Should I hold this up for News Channel 12? Sure. I kind of want to just see your face. <laughs> Littles. <laughs> 55,361. He sent a picture. I have a picture. Sorry, Don Hammock. Eat your heart out. Oh, my gosh. 55,361. Robbie, we can't be friends. Robbie, I cannot yes, hang out with you. Yes, we can. I can't. I can. And wait. Can't the, wait. It's the little bar at yeah, the bottom of right. the phone. So there's like the text. He also has 160 missed calls. <laughs> And 770 text messages. <laughs> what is happening? They, you know what? It gets very overwhelming. No, very whoa, whoa, whoa. overwhelming. I'm sorry. <laughs> who is the one that deals with all the podcast stuff? Because you're... Who, who gets all the emails? Who gets the text messages? Who gets the Facebook messages? The who? It, that's me, right? You are better at handling no, I it. I don't need you to say I'm better. I'm just saying... <laughs> No, no, no. That's not what I was insinuating. I'm just saying, if I can do that and my other personal uh -huh. account, anything is possible. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Robbie, wow. that's, that made me throw up. <laughs> no. Totally made me throw up. 
Eric Londrigan, I, I agree like with it. your friend. I would have flipped over your phone too. It sends me into like cardiac arrest. Wait, or but did you catch the red bubble? What about? What do you mean? Well, Eric is on red bubble, and in the email it said red bubble talking about the red bubbles okay. i don't know i just made a cute connection oh i see what you're trying to do there <laughs> okay <laughs> didn't work i mean you are kind of off the hook now roxy i and am I, so off the and hook. i apologize to our listeners because we don't have a winner this week we don't because it we was don't jamie armada last week right? it was yes yeah, yeah. prizes yeah. on the way yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's nothing major don't get too yeah. excited but you know they're all mediocre but yep Yep. <laughs> Maybe next time, Littles, if she Maybe gets to it, she can get time. down to a number in our world yep. mm-hmm. where we can send out a prize. That's amazing. 55,000. Wow. Littles, thank you for all the feedback on that. Yes, and, thank you. I really, I feel not seen. To those, I not, feel heard. Not to Don and not to Robbie, not to those guys that were making me go, my head exploded. Well, for you, but yeah. for me. All right. Thank now, you. let's go to the name the, the tune contest. Okay. We actually had a few people participate. We did? We actually did. Wow. This is the first one. It says, damn you, Chuck, for sending me down a rabbit hole researching musicals that never played on Broadway but might be popular. (laughs) (laughs) So my official guess on that damn 18-note earworm, I didn't even count the notes, I can't get officially out of my head, is The World According to Snoopy from Snoopy the Musical. Hmm. This is based on the simple piano intro, Chuck's and my mutual fondness for the source material, and knowing it's being played on a thematically appropriate toy piano. P.S. Okay, let me stop there. No, that's wrong. Wrong answer. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll come guess. back to that in a second. P.S. Way off on your candy guesses for what it's worth. Bounty is very much like Mounds, but with better chocolate and denser chocolate. We should have probably done this when Simon was back oh, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Flake. Imagine the light chocolate of the insides of a Three Musketeers oh. made into a solid. <gasps> you bite it and it literally flakes. Ooh. Like a Kit Kat, maybe? That kind of flake anyway he said you'll need a napkin to eat it or you know like those vanilla wafers we like that's probably what it's more like okay then crunchy no not rice it's chocolate over candy honeycomb not real honeycomb nothing like it is in the u.s there is a similar candy in australia called violet crumble a yorkie is a thick bar solid chocolate bar think of u.s chunky bar but longer with no raisins or peanuts it was marketed for years as not for girls and what? a manly man's chocolate, it says. Oh. That sexist BS was dropped about 10 years ago. <laughs> All right. Good. I didn't read these before, and I'm like, can I read this? Okay. The Maltese, you'll soon find out. Yes, like Whoppers, but better chocolate. Mm-hmm. Eric Lonergan, episode four. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's correct. Mm-hmm. And yes, we found out. Yes. Eric, above and beyond. Oh, my gosh. We got sent Robin's Eggs, Mal- this, what are they called? Maltese. I can't Maltesers? Simon says it really well. Maltesers. And a million dollars. Wait, said, that's from him? Yes. That's okay, from Littles, him. I came home the other day from work. <laughs> Chuck was out at refereeing, I guess, or umping, whatever. And I see a million dollar bill on the bed, just sitting on the bed yeah. in plastic, in like a little lamination You didn't need to almost. say on the bed because that could reference so many other well, things. Well, I mean, you were <laughs> getting ready. You were throwing things right. about okay. and right. it right. landed right. on the bed. It's yeah, fine. Anyway. It's fine. PG, whatever. Anyway. And I was like, wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. He came home and I said, are we a millionaire? Well, it's funny. The first thing that came was the Robin's eggs, then the Maltese's. Uh-huh. And so I sent pictures to Simon and he, of course, thought it was hilarious yeah. and very excited. And I wrote him, I said, well, hopefully the million dollars is coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was funny. And then mm-hmm. there it was, sort of. Anyway. Wow. All right. Then we're going to get back to this name, that tune. Chuck, it felt like the part of Chopsticks 
where Tom Hanks and Robert Logia finished the song, and it's right before the foot-pounding conclusion and Big Wide Steps. And, of course, he's referring to the movie movie Big. Big. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is not it. Okay. Okay, and this... What I'm saying, some of these are making me feel bad. This one says, Dear Chuck and only Chuck, <laughs> I'm keeping Roxy out of this since she tried to talk you out of this, but you didn't listen. <laughs> I have done an exhaustive investigation into this unknown tune that Simon played on Sid's toy piano and have come up empty. I even tried to cheat using the Soundhog app and asking my coworker friend, Matt Showtunes Komornik, who at the drop of a hat will start singing a song by Ethel Merman or Lily von Stuck. Played by Madeline Kahn in Blazing Saddles. (laughs) And he didn't know either. As I was muttering to myself and cursing your name, my wife, Sandy, said, well, it is the WTFC Podcast Network, so what are you expecting? (laughs) My wife is a lot more perceptive and funny than I am. I sure got the better end of the deal when we got married. Don't tell her I said that. Ha ha. Howie Stoops, C. Stoops, number 199. And I'll get you out of here on this. What is Forrest Gump's password? Jenny? <laughs> That's kind of a good guess, I guess. <laughs> no, Roxy. It's one, Forest one. Oh, yeah. All That's right. so obvious now. We're going to end it here because I don't want to put these two. I already texted Eric to thank him for the gifts. Yep. And then, of course, to put his mind. In. He doesn't know the answer. No, right. But I just said, you're wrong. I didn't want to have him wait to know that his guess was wrong. Yeah. So I let him know. Let's just, I'm just going to reveal the it. Rip the off. Band-Aid off. Now you. Move the dough. Who in the world would have gotten that? Okay, I said it was hard. It's okay. So no, no. Okay, no, no, no. the song is called "You Are Music." And it is from Phantom. Not, Not Phantom, Phantom of the, of the Opera, Opera. Just Phantom. It's yeah. a Maury Eston, Arthur Coppett. The, actually, it was the first Phantom. And it just never made it to Broadway. Mm. And I was lucky enough to do the tour of Titanic and got to meet him. They're mm. the same composers. One of us asked him, are you ever going to bring Phantom to New York? And he's like, New York has its Phantom. Yeah. You know, and now that it doesn't. Now that it doesn't. Maybe there might be a shot for it. But yeah. anyway, that's the part of the show where the Phantom is teaching Christine Daae to sing. Right. And that's Soulfish, you know, right. obviously for those. So it's the same show? Well, it's based on this. It's all based on a book, you know. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? It's all okay. based on the same. So this There's is his, his idea of what. It, yes. Oh, okay. And some people like and it better. And Andrew Lloyd Webber came I do. and swooped in and. Yes. Gotcha. And had the money and the backing and the right, popularity and right. just made it to Broadway and got there first. It was gotcha. like a. There's a Ken Hill version. There's like probably really? five different versions of Phantom out there that are musicals. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't this know This is that. probably the second most popular. Okay. And it's been done regionally. It did a national tour, as I said, and yep. stuff like that. But wow. Anyway, so maybe we'll do that again sometime. We'll do it maybe when Sid <laughs> comes back and we'll make it a lot easier. Okay, should we move on to Google's Maps versus Apple Maps? Google's Maps? Google Maps. Is that what I said? <laughs> Google's Maps? <laughs> I love this one. Apple Maps blows. <laughs> I've been told that Maps has gotten a bit better lately, but in general, Maps is absolute garbage and no one should use it for any reason. Claire Natola, episode one. <laughs> now, this one, I don't remember. I can't, so you remember when I said earlier I do all this on my, by myself? Uh-huh. This is Chuck screwing up again because I don't know who sent this in, but it says, come on, Chuck and Roxy, ditch Google and Apple Maps and start using at Waze. 
W-A-Z-E. Do you have any idea what that is? Waze? I've never heard of it. Hmm. And I apologize to whoever wrote that in. Is so. that the one where you're doing the navigation and it's got like the little... Oh, the maybe. Little, um, Didn't Sam have that in his car? Yeah. When we drove down to... Yeah. Is that what that is? I maybe. Can't, I can never remember the name Don't of it, quote but it us might on be that. that. Mm-hmm. Don't quote us on that, but that could you, be. So. You can create your own little, um, not emoji. Your, yeah, kind of like your, your car little, emoji. Your um, avatar. Oh, avatar? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You've got the next one, right? I didn't mean to hog all these, but yes. I wanted to hide all of those numbers from you. <laughs> So, okay, go ahead. All right. This one is from Mo, episode 86. Chuck and Roxy, I totally get the confusion using Google Maps if you are used to using Maps, the standard navigation app on the iPhone. While they do the same thing, they do it in different ways and have different pros and cons. Think of differences like Mac versus PC. Both are computers which run a lot of the same programs, but in different ways and with different strengths. In my experience, Maps is better integrated into your phone in terms of directions to your contacts, working with your Apple Watch if you have one, or CarPlay if your car has it. However, Google Maps is a more robust app, is more accurate and up-to-date, does better on traffic, and gives you better street views. I think it also is better in terms of suggestions and reviews if you are looking for something like a restaurant or a particular type of store. So to summarize, Maps is easier to use and better integrated with an iPhone, but Google Maps is the better overall app. And in terms of unread emails, I am with you. I don't like to see my unread numbers going up, but I have multiple email accounts, work, personal, online shopping, et cetera. Ooh, online shopping? Carry on, Roxy. We know you got new shoes. So my tolerance for unread emails depends on the daytime mode I am in and which accounts have unread emails. I get them all down to zero before going to bed. Good for you, Mo. (laughs) Usually. But the online shopping one can sometimes get up over 100 during the day. Keep up the great work. Your once and future third wheel. Mo, episode 86. All right, Roxy, we're going way over, but we have other topics. Yes. Devorah Sheremita, episode 218. OMG, Roxy. (laughs) I too ordered the coconut water and mimosa flower shampoo and conditioner after your rave review on episode 253. It's amazing. Right? Like a tropical vacation for your hair. Right? Could this be an official Loyal Little's hair care line? (gasps) (laughs) Sponsors. I don't know. I think Brian's going to want something to do with that. Oh, we'll give a cut. Yeah, (laughs) give a cut. Okay. And then we had quite a few on the uh, cliff notes and stuff like that. So you have the next one, right? Yes. This is from Brad Phillips, episode 184. It only says one. I Wait o- for it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I always cited Spark Notes because they were free online. B, <laughs> Maps is the Apple version and had the Washington Monument in the wrong place when initially released. Google Maps seems more reliable. Three, ay, ay, ay. I miss old school bowling alleys. I miss them too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then, last but not least. Episode 178. Dear Choxy, what kind of Bush League softball does the theater group run out there? (laughs) Chuck, you and your friends should have gone full on Hanson Brothers when Sid got smacked at first. No wonder why Bette Midler got bowled over by George Costanza. Your theater types are brutal. Got another doctor run in that just occurred. Don't get me started on the doctor. That'll be another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hopefully by the next episode be done with almost all of my stuff and Uh I'm going to give you a review. Okay. I see a dermatologist annually. The same doctor for 14 years. Even in 2020, she made sure to see me first on Zoom and then in person because there was a spot she wanted to examine close up. A great doctor. Last year, she got COVID a day or two before my appointment. Instead of canceling, I was seen by her assistant. Not a full doctor yet. 
And I was okay with this. Mm -hmm. She examined me and sent my stuff off to the doctor and even said things like, when you see the doctor next year, she can decide what to do about this type of thing. I scheduled my appointment for 2023 at that visit. A few weeks ago, I got a call telling me that my appointment was moved because the assistant wasn't available. I called back and I was like, I should be seeing my doctor, not the assistant. And the receptionist was like, well, you are the assistant's patient now because you saw them in 2022. (gasps) And I was like, "Um, no, my doctor had COVID and that assistant was a one-time relief pitcher. Put me back with the real doctor and I was met with, sure thing, but you can't get an appointment until May of 2024. (gasps) Right. So basically I will go a full three years without seeing my doctor and a full two years without being seen by anyone. Mind you, the appointment takes less than 20 minutes and the doctor lives, not works, in my hometown. Now, (laughs) I'm going to tread lightly here, very lightly, very lightly. My wife told me how her email account was running out of space and she was unable to send new emails. Being the IT guy that I am and an overachiever, I told her I would take a look. I log into and find some 40,000, yes, thousand of unread emails. After several hours, I get her email account to the under 1% usage, only for her to come back a year later with the same issue. (laughs) I would suggest that she is a hoarder, except I own thousands of baseball cards and over 100 family picture albums that take up way more space. Mm -hmm. I peeked at her phone once and saw dozens of unread texts, but before I commented about that, I recalled that my coworker deletes every single text as soon as they read them. It makes, quote, conversations impossible. There's a strategy there, but I prefer something in the middle. Yeah. Roxy, I'm with you. Who the hell is Herbie Hancock? I'll tell you who Herbie Hancock is. Roxy, you have to know who Herbie Hancock is. I've heard that one This before. was the song I referenced last episode, Rocket. Yeah. I mean, it's... Now, also, Littles, I went back to find this clip. That's a video that's just messed up. That's a video... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That... I don't know what that was about. But he continues, Chuck gave us zero information. I gave you the title of the song. Frankly, keeping guests in the dark on Inside Jokes is okay. Keeping co-hosts in the dark is not. <laughs> Well, I don't know what I want. What do you want me to say? Here's the song. I'm presenting it now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. That was come on. You should know that. And then I think this was for you, uh, Roxy. Before we get out of here, okay. What do you get if you cross a melon and a kitten? A mitten. <laughs> a cantaloupe. Episode 178. A B T A H S. No need to reveal what this means. <laughs> we will not do better the next time. So I forget who that was. I'm sorry. I think that was Francosa, right? Yeah. Specifically requested not to reveal what it means. Oh so you'll gosh. have to wait at least another episode. Uh-huh. Roxy, we've got a great Meet the Littles we guest. We sure do. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, this is John Smith. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Choose. 
club is pumping food, stomping on the floor. The next thing you know, the cops are at my door. Please don't arrest me, no need for public safety. I'm just playing to the neighborhood. Just trying to set my mind free from all the gloom that I see. I'm just playing to the neighborhood. We are being played in this episode by a band called Fuse. And this song is called The Neighborhood. And it was written by Robert Stubbs, and he's the one that sent it in and gave us permission to play it. And if you like what you hear, you can find his stuff on his YouTube channel. Just head on over there and search Robert Stubbs, or you can find him on Facebook. Just search Fuse, F-U-S-E. And as always, we will play the full song, The Neighborhood, at the end of the podcast. Take you away. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Love this name. I know, me too. I'm very excited about this one. It's just fun to say. I'm not even sure why, but I don't know. It's just very interesting. We've been emailing back and forth. We finally got him. Mm -hmm. Please welcome to the podcast, Graham Van Hook. Hey, Graham, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? It's a pleasure to be here. Is it, do you think it's because of the Peter Pan, Captain Hook thing? I don't know. I don't know what... (laughs) I, like, I get that a lot. A lot of people. Van Hook. Yeah. Van Hook. Yeah. Oh, they, wow. yeah. It just and I'm in the Navy, off. so people instantly think I'm Captain Hook. Oh, well, gosh. that was going to be my first you know, logical question, but I'm going to let you start. But do people just call you Hook? Is that a nickname? No, no. They, I'll get Van Hook a lot. Pretty much just Van Hook. They'll yes. call it because in the military, they'll call people by their last name. So right. Uh, right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Well, you're a loyal listener. We just found that out, so we're thankful for that. So you know what we do here. We're going to let you take it over. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Well, I appreciate uh, being on. So like I said, I'm Graham Van Hook. Originally, I'm from Alexandria, Virginia, but I'm really actually uh, a Navy brat, so I moved around uh, a ton during my life. So my dad was in the uh, Navy. I'm actually a fourth-generation Naval officer, so wow. I've grown up uh, moving around a ton. I actually lived in Europe when I was a child. And then I did my high school years, or at least the brunt of them, in the Middle East. And then from there, I came back to Alexandria. That's kind of where I did my high school years, which are the tail end of my high school years. And I was at uh, T.C. Williams, which I think a lot of the folks will recognize that name. That's from uh, Remember the Titans of fame, you know, with Denzel Washington. I went to that high school. And I was very fortunate to be one of the co-captains of the football team there. And it was a shaping moment in my life being at that school. And then uh, from there, I kind of got the bug to join the military myself, just like my dad. So I kind of, you know, I was trying to apply to the Naval Academy. I I didn't get in right away. Uh, So I actually went up to uh, Maine and I did a boarding school year up there at Bridgeton Academy. So I actually have two high school diplomas, believe it or not. So I did five years to get through four. Most people do five to get through four years of college, but I did five to get through high school, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So I went up to Maine and did that, and then I was able to get into the United States Naval Academy after that. Uh, went there all four years, class of 2008, so eight is great. And then from there, I kind of just been bopping around in the Navy as a surface warfare officer. So I've been very fortunate to be on about four or five ships and deployed all around the world. And then I've had some cool opportunities where I've been able to go to Northwestern University. And then I was able to, most recently, I was on Capitol Hill. And then my last job where I'm at currently is I'm at the White House, where I'm a White House fellow. 
Uh, I was a captain of the ship before I came to Washington, D.C. I was captain of the great ship USS Tornado, which was based out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida, down there. It was a wonderful ship. And then as soon as I'm done here at the White House, which is very soon, in about two weeks, I'm getting ready to go back out to sea where I'll be the XO and eventually the CEO of a, a larger ship, a destroyer. Uh, out in Japan. So I'll be in Japan for three years after that. So it's been a a whirlwind of a life, kind of weird uh, ups and downs, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. Wow. Rox, I was taking notes. I don't know where to begin. That's so much. Well, thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you for your service. This is so interesting. Now, may I get a little personal? You don't have to answer. Are you married? I am married. So I'm uh, married to the wonderful uh, Katie. She's out of uh, Austin, Texas. And I met her at a wedding about 10 years ago, and we got three wonderful kids. I got a five-year-old named Jackson, three-year-old Charlie, and then I have a one-year-old Bailey. They'll stay in the states, or will they go over? No, no, we're camp? coming. We're no, we're coming. Lock, stock, and barrel. The oh, whole amazing. Van Hooks, uh, Gross Family Robinson will be headed across the Pacific together, <gasps> and we'll be all headed uh, to Japan there. That's oh, amazing. Okay. Well, that's good. At least. Oh, that's so yeah. great. Yeah. And your kids, the experiences they'll get. Right. Wow. Right. Well, yeah, I like, hope so. Like I said, yeah. I lived overseas when I was a kid, and uh-huh. it was like, uh, aside from my parents, like it was probably one of the most shaping moments of yeah. my life was uh, living abroad as, yeah. a, as a small child because it's very interesting to like look at the United States from afar, yeah. your home country from a different country. So mm-hmm. hopefully my kids remember it. And uh, the youngest one will be pretty young when he goes over, but especially the oldest will remember. Yeah, sure. Right, sure. I mean, there's going to be things that they get to do. Have you ever been to Japan? I've actually never been to Japan. I've actually been to Asia only once, and it was like uh, when I was 16, I went to Hong Kong and Bali, which I would not count that for any cultural experience at all. But my brother has lived in Japan. Brother will actually be living in Japan when we get there. My mom has lived in Japan. I've had aunts and uncles live there, but I have never been there. Everybody that's ever been loves it and raves about it. So I'm excited for that aspect of it. Yeah. I've only, I've been there once, but I was there for about a month and a half doing a show. Oh, that's awesome. And at first I hated it. Did you get out much or was it? Oh yeah. No, because we only do shows at night. So we had all days free. So, but the oh, first like awesome. two or three days when we were about to tech and stuff like that, I was crying, like couldn't get money, couldn't get, I, like I had no help and I didn't, you <laughs> know, shock. it's my own fault. I always say, look, it's my own fault. I didn't speak. Yeah, it's like lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. But once after that happened and then you meet, you start meeting some locals and things like that. And then they help you out. They help you out. They show you around or they come to dinner and order for you and things uh-huh. like that, which was always nice. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, we're eating out every day, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's the lifestyle that we were doing living in just a regular hotel. But yeah, I mean, no, no, the things that I got to see over there were just truly amazing. The interesting thing was we were there over Thanksgiving and they don't do Turkey. So we had chicken. We had little chickens. I think they, it was really sweet. They tried to do something for (laughs) the cast. And uh, that's the one thing I do remember. I don't know if they just don't do turkey or they couldn't yeah, do turkey. Yeah, the most American thing over there has got to be Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl. You yeah. Make yeah. sure you get both of those. Yeah. No, it was very interesting. <laughs> and then just for so the littles, if we had known the story, which we don't, of course, that's what makes it fun for us too, uh-huh. is discovering these things. I know people are like, well, this way, if they don't fill out the form, blah, blah, blah. But we also had the other gentleman who, from the Pacific Northwest, somewhere up there, I might have even been up in Canada, who he did the same thing. He got to go over there and did high school over, I don't remember where it was, somewhere I thought in the Middle East. I could be wrong on that. But then he came back for his senior year. Mm-hmm. So that must have been so interesting. What was that experience like? 
So it was really interesting, like living in the Middle East, especially in the kingdom of Bahrain. I was there from 1999 to 2001. So I was there from some really dynamic time. It was like during the second Infidata, it was during the USS Cole bombing, and it was obviously during 9-11. So it was a very interesting time to go to high school uh, abroad. But I loved the experience. I loved the culture of the Middle East. And so it was was just a really dynamic time to be over there. Wow. And now did you you go to school with just Americans or were you integrated? It was international. It was a DOD school, but it was mostly international. I think if I remember when I was there, it was about 10% of the school was American. And when I mean American, I mean passport holders. Mm -hmm. So just because you held a passport didn't mean necessarily you identified American culturally. So it was about 10% were, and then the rest were, it was really treated like a high-end boarding school or a high-end school, like you would consider like somewhere in the United States, because like the Saudis, the Egyptians would send their kids to the American school because they wanted the education. And then they also wanted to get exposure potentially to going to university in the United States. All right. Now I was just taking notes on the, let's check things off. I have them in a list here. Random order. You went to T.C. Williams. <laughs> Remember the Titans? Roxy. Yes. Yes, I've seen yes. it. You've seen the movie? Yes, of course I have. Oh, I okay. hope so. I was just, yeah. I was just that asking. That was like during my time. Oh, yeah. during my time to watch movies? What? No, like <laughs> when did that come out? I don't know, but I just wanted to make sure I was going to yeah, add it to I our list. It. Okay. Wow. She gets really <laughs> defensive about that now. <laughs> Noted. Okay. Now, you said like twice you didn't get in the Navy. Like, what does that mean? I thought you just can't so, join. So it was interesting is like when I grew up as a kid, right, I always wanted to be a naval officer, like always. It wasn't even like a thing in my, it's like I wanted to be a firefighter. It's, uh-huh. it's just a matter of time for me. But I was a terrible student. I mean, awful. I mean, and a lot of it was behavioral issues. I was acting out a lot. Uh-huh. And so I had like really bad grades. But then in that junior year, when I moved back to the States at T.C. Williams, there was this kid that I went to high school with who was going to go to the Naval Academy. And I was just like, this guy didn't know anything about the Navy. Like, I just came from overseas. Like, And so uh, I always say spite's a good motivator. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, all of a sudden, I, I looked at my dad and I was like, hey, I'm all in on going to the Naval Academy. And the reason behind that was, is it was just this silly logic. It's like, if I wanted to be a truck driver, I would have gone to the best truck driving school. You know, if I want to be a Naval officer, I want to go to the best one, which is the Naval Academy. Yeah. And plus I had a lot of family members. I've had a ton of family that have gone to the Naval Academy dating all, I think my oldest relative was 1863 or 64, I think is when he graduated from, yeah, so during the Civil War. So it's always been kind of an achievement goal. So what happened was, is I applied, as you can imagine, I was not accepted, not only because of my grades, but I took the SATs like six times and it was just awful. And so then there was in the Northeast, as you guys are familiar with, there are these the boarding schools have these programs uh, some people might be familiar with called postgraduate years. And you really don't find them anywhere else outside of I-95 corridor, but basically you can do a fifth year of high school. And so I was going to go do that anyways, because I wanted to kind of buff up my uh, high school, you know, to try to get into college, yeah. specifically the Naval Academy. And what happened was, is I got denied by the Naval Academy. Then I got denied by the Naval Academy Prep School, which is a school designed specifically for kind of people like me. I got denied from that. And then there is this little baby program called the Naval Academy Foundation, which is basically an alumni program to help kids get into the Naval Academy. I didn't get accepted into there, but I was on the wait list. Mm-hmm. So enough people got into other schools that they didn't want to do a prep year. So I got off the wait list. And so I eventually got a partial scholarship to a boarding school in Maine. 
And as long as I've maintained a 3.0 GPA, it guaranteed me admittance into the Naval Academy. And that's oh, great. Right. Okay. Cool. And now you mentioned Northwestern. Did you go there at all? I did. So kind of a, almost identical, same story. It was an upward slog, but I ended, eventually ended up getting into Northwestern after like taking two year process in order to do that. I went there and I was a ROTC instructor there, mm-hmm. which was awesome. So I was ROTC instructor. And then I also was able to get my uh, degree at night. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, and then I played football. Well, I actually played, you know, the the funny story there is, uh, this is where my wife would cringe, is I was, uh, not that you're doing this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's rolling her hands, I'm sure. She's, uh, she's listening to this, but, um, I was, I played club lacrosse when I was there and I was older than the coach by six years. And so I was 30 and I remember all the players were like 18 and 19. Yeah. And I had like one rule. I was like, I'm not buying anybody beer. Yeah. <laughs> it was my only rule. Yeah. So I did do that when I was there. Good for you. Fun. Chuck had problems with that in college for some reason. <laughs> I'm going to throw one out. I don't think I've ever told a story. I was an RA and I got caught buying. No. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's classic. I was an RA and I got caught by another RA. So, uh, buying. Were you confiscating other people's beers? And then yeah, that's, them? that's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, it wasn't that I got caught buying them because, you know, they didn't catch me like at the store. Right. It was bringing it into the building uh, for them. I think they were fraternity brothers. You know how it is. Probably. I don't remember. I didn't really want to be an RA anyway. I was good at it. I was really good at it. They gave me the, the football team one year. Nice. My senior year. I was so good at it. They felt I could deal with the freshman football team on oh, my floor no. the entire year. Oh, gosh. Yep. And it was funny well. because I had this system with the girl who I kind of had a crush on. She was the RA on the second floor, and we'd hang out. And I do mean hang out, Roxy. I just, okay. that's, that's all that all means. All right. All right. But no, no, we had a system where, because back then we didn't have cell phones, things like mm-hmm. that. We just had the hall phone. Yep. And what would happen is when they would start getting rowdy in the hallway, I'd call her to, to call me. She'd ring the phone. I'd pick it up and be like, hey, guys, they're complaining upstairs. Yeah, right. You know, it's got to tone it down. down. And they'd be like, she's such a bitch. You know, that kind of thing. You know, that kind of thing. And then we'd reverse it. Yeah. Like, I'd do the same thing for her. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. But anyway. Yeah, we were good. We had our ways. That's fun. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into, but we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are lucky enough to have, I just realized something. What? What'd you do? We have Graham Van Hook here. Mm-hmm. This is the Chuck is the dope moment of the show. Oh, no. No, in the file on the computer, it says Gregory. What? And I literally almost said Gregory Van Hook, and it's like, nope. I, no. I caught it, though. I knew who I was talking to. <laughs> so wow. I, I don't know if I'm going to keep this in the episode, but that's what it says. So we're lucky enough to have Graham with us, yeah. and I love the lot. Van Hook. I love it. And we've got a lot more to get into. Now, obviously, we hadn't even, the whole reason we're here, yeah. our, you know, infatuation with this sports writer, Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> like, so how did you become a little and all that stuff? So I got first exposed to Tony, like most people that live in the DMV, is, you know, I was growing up in Alexandria. Like I said, I did my high school years, but I also did my middle school years here in seventh grade and sixth grade. So, you know, those are the prime sports times for like a young kid is uh-huh. like sixth and seventh grade. And there used to be this show on in Washington, D.C. called the George Michael Sports Machine, mm. which Tony used to be on all the time in the 90s. And so I got familiar with him there. And then obviously that kind of grew into the Washington Post when I started reading a little bit more when I was like in high school. 
but really PTI came out the year I moved back to the States yeah, from overseas. Right. So here's a guy that I knew. So it was kind of like when you know like an indie band before they get big and you're like, mm. oh, I know them because they were always on the local TV. So like when he was on ESPN, it was just blew up. And then I always knew him from just driving around in the radio on the car and stuff. Yeah. So gotcha. that's how I got to know him. I would say that I got completely obsessed and, you know, became a, a hardcore little. It's just, just because I started listening to him over the times because I would move and he would talk about D.C. and the DMV so much. So it made me feel like I was home because I consider the D.C. area my home. And then I just started realizing how creepy things were in common. So Michael is the same age as I am. Michael's kids are the same. You know, it's all these things that you relate with. You know, Saliza, you know, I got creepy connections with Saliza. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So his wife, yeah, it's going to sound creepy, but it's like, so I'll just real quick. So his wife is from St. Louis, went to the same high school as my wife. His father-in-law worked at SBC, which was AT&T, same as my father-in-law. They went to Dallas. My parents-in-law went to Dallas. All right, so I like could follow along and I wow. could understand what Saliza is talking about. Wow. Plus, one of my best friends went to Lewis Chafee for his Stop postgraduate it. school. Yeah. Well, here's where it gets weird. So <laughs> then when they started on the show, Rufus Peabody, well, I went to high school with Rufus. So <laughs> Wait, I, and that's how I, yeah, that's how I got my first email read on the show. I think it was my first email. It might have been my second or third email. I was like, I know Rufus. Like, I went to high school. We weren't close. He was a year behind me, but I knew him very well. I mean, there is only one person named that name, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh. And so Sure enough. So it's just like creepy things like so that. So you heard the name uh, on the big show. Oh, yeah. And I immediately was like, there's only one Rufus. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, okay. That's such a unique name. Yeah. So anyways, and then the thing that was great was is the network of Littles. And my core group of friends, Joe Soloski, Chris Yost, Dave Nichols, Andre Webb, they all listen to the show. So these are core guys in the Navy. And we listen to the show and talk about it. And if one of us gets an email read, like Andre Webb, he's the famous one that screamed La Cheeserie at the Rio Olympics with the golf. So it's like, okay. so it's like we, we connect off of each other when we are lucky enough to get read on the air and stuff like that. And then lastly, when we moved back to Washington, D.C. recently, so this is my first time back in D.C. in like 20 years, mm-hmm. we moved to Chevy Chase. So that's we live in the neighborhood near Tony. Yeah. So it's just fun to hear him talk about the neighborhood as well. So it's just the fandom gets deeper and yeah, deeper and sure. deeper as it goes on. So it's like the ecosystem. I mean, so now who are these friends of yours? Yeah, like we are don't... you telling them to eat it because you got on our show? Yeah, first? you have a Chalk and Roxy number now, and they don't. Yeah. So I actually had lunch with Chris Yost the other day, and I was like, "Hey, uh, you won't believe what I'm doing this week." And I told him, <laughs> and he like spit out his diet coke. He goes, "You know, Saliza was on that show," and I was like, "I know." And now you were on the show, and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> What's his name, Chris? Yeah. Chris Yost. And he Ready? listens to us because he would have known. He knew. Well, that... he probably just heard who Chuck and Roxy are from. Oh, maybe. The big... I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. He does. I don't know. But you know what, Chris? You can still eat it. I know. You know. <laughs> Graham's on before you. Yeah. I mean, you're welcome. We'd love to. Ha- we'd Anytime. love to meet you too. Anytime. These, those other two they're jokers. All, I don't know who in, they are. They're all, but... inter- they're all interesting and weird dudes. I love so it. I love it. Excellent. Well, tell them to yep. loyalittlespod.com. Yep. They're welcome anytime. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, now this might be, I feel like there was something else in there. Oh, I was going to say, for the littles that were expecting the alarm there, you know, I, it just all, that all went by too quick for me to like, you went to high school with Rufus Peabody, <laughs> like there's no way. <laughs> we call that on our podcast, the bury the lead moment. Yeah. 
And it seems like they occur more frequently than not. Yeah. But that almost deserved an alarm. But uh, <laughs> we're going to let that one slide for now because you just kind of smoothed over it. Now, this might be interesting because you traveled so much, and especially in what I consider, I call your impressionable years. Mm -hmm. Where's your fandom lie? Like, what are your favorite sports, favorite sports teams, things like that? So I would say college football and uh, professional football is number one. So I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. And the reason of that is because of Roger Stahlback, who okay. went to the Naval Academy. So my grandfather sure. went to the Naval Academy and was a huge Dallas fan. And then my dad did some of his formative years living in Texas in the 70s, so Roger Stahlback. So just because of my grandfather and my father, I became a, a Dallas fan, and I was a hardcore Dallas fan. Still am, but um, I wasn't like, uh, you know, when I was in like eighth grade, my whole room was blue and silver. Yeah. So right. And those were during the bad years. Those were like the Quincy Carter years. So yeah. my oh, fandom was real. So I would say that, and then college football, the Naval Academy. My dad went to Texas A&M, so I'm a big A&M fan, and then the Virginia Tech Hokies is my aunt so i kind of thought those are kind of the three big teams and of course northwestern but you know they're going through a hard spot right now yeah sure now i gotta be honest i was all excited there for a couple seconds i mean i get that it might not be your favorite sport but no spurs david robinson so my wife is a big spurs fan okay so spurs ball she's huge and yes david robinson we followed but not to the same degree as uh, my wife loves basketball and uh, grew up playing basketball Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm more grew up playing football. And yeah. Stuff, isn't yeah, he was the reason I became a Spurs fan. Uh, yeah, he's loved the greatest. Watching him in college, the admiral. Just, yeah, <laughs> and then I, I just I totally respected the fact that they took him, even though they knew he had to go do his two years of service. Yeah, that kind of yep. stuff. It's just it really I don't know why it at again at an impressionable age I was in high school, and uh, it just uh, rang true to me. So. Yeah. Yeah, so my wife used to live in San Antonio for a little bit, and, and uh, she used to grow up going to some of those games. Oh, wow. She loved it. That yeah, that, cool. that was like in the prime time with Tim Duncan and all that. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I've only gotten to see them one time. I was in Atlanta doing a show, and they happened to be in town, so I went, and unfortunately, he didn't dress. He was there, so I got to like watch yeah. him walk by. Well, yeah. well now they got Wimbenyama. Yeah. Now they got women young. Yeah, yeah, I will tell you this. I was in France earlier this year, and I attempted to go to – whatever team he was playing for in France to yeah. go see him play. But it was just, it was, it, it didn't work out. The logistics were too tough to get there, but uh, I was desperate trying to go see him play over there. I thought it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Now something we didn't, I'm going to go back if you don't mind to the first part. What happens after three years? Uh, three years of being in Japan. Yeah, you said you're going to be over there for three year, a three-year term. Yeah, right? so I'll be over there three years. And so what, I don't know what's going to oh, okay. happen because we won't get orders, but I will most likely come back to Washington, D.C. One, because we bought a house here. Ah. But, and, but two is also because the Pentagon's here and it's kind of like the mothership. Sure. Right. So like that, that is, you know, I can feel the energy pulling me back. And, you know, my wife works out of Washington, D.C. as well. So it's gotcha. it, it would be desirable for us to come back here. Sure. The Navy has a vote so they'll tell me where i go but right. uh, sure. it would be our desire to come back gotcha okay that's so cool all right well as you know we can't let you go without some fun dumb questions we hope you're okay with that absolutely all right roxy start us off okay what do you think is the greatest invention of all time i would say the greatest invention is airpods okay or crocs crocs because <laughs> they're very similar i mean yeah they're all about comfort and uh -huh. practicality Okay, nice. but Roxy and I happened to be in the mall about a week ago or so, 
And we saw Crocs with high heels. Have you seen these? Oh my gosh, they're coming That's out with ridiculous. so it's many ridiculous, right? kind of Crocs. Yeah. yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. I uh-huh. was like, what the hell is happening right but now? But the little, what do you call the little like decorations you could pin on them? They're called something. Oh, are they? Yeah. I mean, I, they plug up the holes, right? Yeah, they're cute though. But they make them, um, you know, you could personalize your Crocs. It's mm. great. I'm just going to call up. them plugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, hey, here's one that might be interesting. Who is the most famous person you've ever met in real life? Oh, man. I would say, I mean, I've met the, uh, the president. Yeah, I've met the presidents. Um, okay. But aside from that, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, ah, okay. Probably is up there. Yeah, he's amazing when I met him. We've gotten to hang with Lynn a yeah, couple a times. Bit, a yeah, bit. he's the real deal. Yeah, yeah, he's so cool. The rumor on the street, actually, it's in the press too, that he's creating a musical version of The Warriors. I don't know how I feel about this. We might no have to way. have some words. I'm excited. Like, would there have the bottles? If, like, That's the what I don't know. Oh, you know there's going to be some, like, cool Latin rhythmic oh, thing with the bottles. yeah. There's got to be. Oh, be. man. That's going to break out a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Because that I has mean, a huge listen, cult following. I know. Baseball team. Uh, you know, there's so got to be. Cool. The Furies. The Furies have Warriors, to come out and play games. <laughs> Exactly. That was good. So we'll see. I don't know. I just hope he doesn't ruin it. Anything that man touches, yeah, though, like that's true. he does his research, he does his that's homework, true. and he absolutely. I don't know. I feel like whatever project he's working on, like it's in good, careful hands. Yeah. You know, with Hopefully. him. So right. I I have faith. All right. What's your favorite holiday tradition? Ooh, I would say definitely like Christmas time. I'm a big we're a big Christmas family. Mm-hmm. So we play Joy to the World when we're coming down the stairs. And now my kids, we play Joy to the World, which is my favorite. Yeah. We time it perfectly. So like when they come down the stairs, you know, they see the gifts. Oh, that's so cool. Speaking of kids, what group of kids would you rather hang out with? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, The Sandlot, Stranger Things, or The Rascals? Mm, Stand By Me. Ah, Ah. that's a good one. All right. What was your favorite toy growing up? Probably trampoline. Ooh, and nice. I didn't even own a trampoline because we weren't allowed to have one, but I <laughs> loved them so much. I would befriend kids that just had them just so I could go to them. Nice. <laughs> the only reason we're friends is because of the trampoline. Right, exactly. That's it. That's Love it. that. All right, and what's one special hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? I would say, so this one everybody kind of knew about like in high school, but I can draw really well. I'm oh, a good oh, drawer. Cool. And so when I take notes, I draw my notes. It helps me remember more. Mm. And I try to be discreet about it, but some people will notice it every now and then and just be like blown away by my notebooks. And I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed by them because it looks like a bunch of doodles. And, and, yeah. and But that's how I'm a visual person. Wow. So it, it helps me. So I would say not a lot of people know that. And then um, like somebody recently asked one of my coworkers if they've seen my notes and I started bl- like, I was like embarrassed by it. <laughs> Most people don't know that. Hey, however, whatever it takes yeah. to... Remember stuff. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do some rapid fire. Okay, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi, because of my mother. Okay, you say that she like it's a bad drink. thing. Yeah, well, my mom used to drink Pepsi religiously in a highball glass with a bunch of ice, and it was like jingle jangle. And then one day she just stopped. But she she was class, she was well known for drinking her Pepsi. Like people still ask me if my mother drinks her Pepsi because she will like walk around like jingle jangle. I know that's not rapid fire, but Pepsi for sure. No, I that's love okay. That. I love that. Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family? Ooh, Brady Bunch. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? 
always funny. Yes. Always funny. Yes. Does your wife agree with you on that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> have any dad jokes started yet? Oh, all the time. Love me some good dad jokes. Do you have one right now? Uh, yeah. What do you call a belt with a bunch of watches around it? What? A waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I love that one. We're going to end with that. <laughs> all right. Well, Graham, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Is there any way, if you want to be gotten in touch with, how can people reach out to you? Are you on social media or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm on your basic platforms. I'm on uh, Facebook uh, or LinkedIn and Instagram. But other than that, uh, that's about it. Not okay. on Twitter, not very vocal, but uh, you can find me there if anybody needs anything. Uh, happy to connect, and I love the communities of Littles. All right, and we'll uh, put those handles in the show notes for you and all mm-hmm. that. So, uh, Perfect. All right, and as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. All right, and the wife agrees? <laughs> yes, she agrees. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love that I'm putting him on the spot like this. <laughs> all right, well, thanks again, Grant, for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you so much. Eat it, Chris and Joe. <laughs> Excellent. (laughs) All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Jason Fraley from WTOP's Beyond the Fame podcast, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. We got to get a move on. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Thank you, Gregory Van Hook, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Let's do our Save the Dates. September 5th, La Cheeserie Night. Just go to lachiserie.com. Lots more information about people attending and things yep. like that coming up soon. Yep. Tiny little suggestion, obviously. Adam Ferrara, September 1st in Bethesda, Maryland. Bethesda Blues and Jazz Supper Club. Don't forget to do that. Maybe I should reverse those so they're in the right order next time. <laughs> um, and we did have one correction. Okay. Hey, Chuck. Greenwich Village? Is that anywhere near Houston Street? Are you familiar at all with New York City? I hate New York City. Everyone knows that. All right, I goofed. And honestly, he was like, oh, I'm sure you got a ton of emails. Actually, you were the only one, Lee Gordon, episode 80, that uh-huh. came in with that yeah. at first. Yeah. Then right before we went to record, I think it was actually yesterday, mm-hmm. we heard from Elliot Oshansky, episode 111, I believe. And he also made some comment Yeah, about it's it. Greenwich. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I'm aware. Greenwich Village. And it's Houston Street. Houston but I didn't say Street. that. Mm-hmm. I'm off on that one. So anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Now. Let's get to this last email we had, and it's from Toby. And it says, hi, Chuck and Roxy, 246, reporting in with some cell phone gripes and this week's Friday Five. First, as a longtime Android user, let me weigh in on the map debate. Google Maps is far superior to Apple Maps. And being an Android phone user, my phone is optimized to work with all things Google. So Gmail, Docs, Maps, Photo, Contacts, all flow together like a chocolate fountain at a Sweet 16 party in July. (laughs) iPhone users will have issues with Google the same way they do when they try to run Windows on a Mac operating system. It kind of works, but is like asking a lemon to be a pineapple. By the way, my one and only iPhone was so long ago, we were still reading paper maps, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. Ah. I am just ranting. See, I have an iPhone, and Google Maps I love more. He says... 
Love the show. I wish I was closer. I would certainly come at least warm the bench for your softball team. I used to pitch for an old guys team in Juneau back when I was a young guy. We had a lot of fun both on and off the field. Cheers from D.C. Toby. All right. Nice. Then he says, anyway, as a little who is a bit of a foodie, that is, I like to eat food. I thought a Friday Five that was food beverage themed would be fun. Yeah. All right. Number one, Roxy. What is your favorite coffee shop beverage? Oh, well, lately I've been getting a cafe latte from Starbucks with vanilla sweet cream cold foam on top. And it's got four pumps of vanilla sweet cream syrup and four packs of sugar. I hate people like you. (laughs) I hate people like you. I can say that, right? And I like it iced and hot. I just don't. <laughs> you know what I like? I like coffee. I go to a coffee shop for well, coffee. I do too. Please. I'm telling you, if they created like a separate line for coffee only, oh, they absolutely should. I mean, I'm sorry. I like just want a freaking lane. coffee. And now they don't even put like the cream and sugar in it yeah, for you. Yeah, right. So I got to do all. Th- I just need a freaking cup of coffee. That's what I want. And I <laughs> happily put the half and half and equal mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's what I get. Coffee. Sorry. Yeah. Number two. This is for you, Roxy. I should go first and you, so you can think about it. Okay. What is your favorite pasta dish? Oh. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Oh, <laughs> pasta. Any and all pasta. Okay. Well, that's think it. about it for a second. I'm going to go with the chicken Alfredo. Okay. That's, that's probably mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you make a really good lasagna. Oh, I do. Um, that's true. I like I, lasagna too. I really enjoy pasta fazool. Honestly, I could eat pasta every single day and it'll be different every single day for like a year. And I would be she so can. happy. She's not joking. There though. are so many different noodle options, so many different sauce options, so many different things to put in said sauce options. <laughs> I mean, the possibilities are endless, and it is my literal favorite thing in the entire world to eat. Okay. Pasta. You hit on a good, num- good oh. note there. All right, number three, some like it hot. A lot of spice. Warm it up a bit or no heat for me? Um, Ext- extra credit for a story when spice went wrong. Oh, yeah, you have a good story for that, I, I think, right? I must, I would think. Don't you have a wasabi story? I just like it. Oh. I don't think anything that went terrible. I like medium, and I'll start at medium, and if I feel like I could handle more, I'll add a little bit more. Yeah, it depends on what it is, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. there's occasion. Most times I just like it medium. Like, I don't want my mouth to be on fire, because then I can't really I Not for like the I whole can't dish. enjoy Yeah the yeah. dish yeah. but I do love me some wasabi mm, you, yeah, you yeah do. I do love it. and mm-hmm. I just love how it just clears you right up you know yeah. like you can just all of a sudden yeah. breathe again and yeah. it's great yeah mm-hmm. so all right what is your favorite mock cocktail Ooh, recipe mocktail. um I mean I'm gonna go with the classic I guess Shirley Temple does that count as a mocktail yes I, I don't really cherries yeah. for sure huh. so yeah my go-to would be probably Shirley Temple yeah I guess mine would be what do they call it a Roy Rogers do we still do that yeah, what would that? What is a Roy Rogers? Well, it's a Shirley Temple. It just they for boys. That's how they. That, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Can we still do that? Do we still do that? Oh, you never knew that. I mean, yeah, but I can't remember what's in a Roy Rogers. It's the same stuff. It's the exact same drink. Is it? Yes. Grenadine and it's, ginger it's ale. It's a Shirley Temple, but you just call it a Roy Rogers. <laughs> you never heard that? That was what. That was after no. your time. Good for you guys. Your generation moved beyond that. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 Unless I'm wrong. Littles, tell me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. But that's what thought that was what I insinuated was yeah. that it was the same exact drink. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And lastly, number five, what's your favorite dessert? Ooh. That's tough for me. That's tough. I mean, ice cream is always a classic. It's iconic dessert. Yeah. I like, like a good carrot cake. You like carrot cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Chocolate cake I love. Apple pie. Ice cream cake, obviously. Yeah, ice Duh. cream cake, apple pie. Apple pie a la mode, though. Apple pie warmed with vanilla ice cream. Yeah. That's the only way I I mean, really I'll eat it. apple pie warmed with whipped cream on top. Mm, I'll, I'll okay. do that. Um, oh, I can't and wait And then there's the fall. banana cream pie I like, too. See, there's too many for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, bonus. Plain french fries are, well, plain. What do you put on top to take them over the top? Oh. I mean. You want me to go first? You're going to say ketchup. Well, I'm just a plain guy. I don't really yeah. like stuff. On In college, they used to do the stuff gravy on fries. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand it. Yeah. I don't even really like cheese fries. I'm not a huge fan of cheese fries. I feel like I could do chili fries. And I don't know um, if this counts. I don't really put ketchup on my fries. No. I dip it. I dip yeah, the ketchup. Same. No, there's people that pour it on top. I don't yeah. like that either. Then it makes it soggy. It makes it soggy. Then there's the ratio is off. Yeah, You know, right. some fries have a lot more ketchup. The other ones right. have none. And it's just like... So, no, I don't even do that. I just put salt. Salt is the only thing I put on my fries, Yeah, I do enjoy Five Guys. They do the peanut oil, I think. So there's like a hint of nut. Really? Flavoring. Oh, yeah. oh, but not not on top. I thought you were saying they no, pour. Oh, I was going to say. They cook, they, the, they cook them in. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So it adds like a different flavor. Like truffle fries are really good. Oh, Parmesan. Okay. Parmesan, garlic fries. Garlic I do. fries. <gasps> Once in a blue moon, if they okay, have garlic yeah, fries, that. I'll eat those. Mm-hmm. But that's not my normal go-to. Now but I'm hungry. Now I want I pasta, ice cream, <laughs> and fries. I'm going to have to go and uh, get some. Yeah. That's for sure. Soon. Mm-hmm. So anyway. All right. Well, Roxy, that's the Friday Five. Thank you, Toby246. Yes. Uh, Great for job. For the Friday Five. Mm-hmm. Excellent job. And well, that's all the time we have. Let's we had a lot of, of emails to read in the first segment. So we got to get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need to know is right over there. And if you listen to us on Apple and iTunes Music, don't forget to head on over there and give us a nice rate and review. It does, does, does help. We really appreciate it. And Roxy. Yep. Self-care. How do we get it? Modernselfcare.us. And if you need a book. Aaronsbooks.com. So don't forget, head on over there. Make sure you use our code. You put it in the comment section for Aaron's books. I think she has just a, a, code, a promo, code, a promo code section on her website. Mm-hmm. Utilize these littles. Yeah. I mean, it's a good deal. It's a great deal. Yeah. But the most important part is, though, if you are out shopping online, as always, don't forget to... Wise men say Use the You know, Saliza was on that show. Woke up this morning, started singing the blues. I was playing all day, I got the taste of some shoes. My blood was pumping, foot stomping on the floor. The next thing you know, the cops are at my door.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. OMG! Oh yeah!